Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If there's one thing we know how to do here in Appalachia, it's telling tales. And that's only natural, because we got a lot of folklore all its own, made up of monsters, ghosts, jack tales, and a whole lot more. Sit back and listen now as we tell you all the lore of these mountains. You're listening to Mountain Lore, Tales from Appalachia. Gina, we've got a special treat for everybody today. <laughs> I would say. The special treat is I'm not going to be telling a story. <laughs> but the rest of the special treat is the person who's going to be telling this story is going to tell a story a thousand times better than I can because he lived it. Uh, that's what makes it so awesome. Now, this story is about ghosts, demons, possession. Mm. You know, psychics, all kinds of interesting stuff in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm. where this fellow lived about 26 years ago. And he's going to tell us all about it. His name's Jeffrey Allen Payne. He's a broadcaster and an author. We've had him on our some of our other podcasts before, but we're going to turn the show over to him and let him tell this story. This all occurred in 1993 in Knoxville, Tennessee. I was I became involved with a woman and she had a 7-year-old daughter and we determined that we wanted to find a house together. And we moved into the house and it was ironically a parish for a church. And they said the minister decided he didn't want to live there anymore. And maybe that should have been the first red flag. Everything was happily ever after for about a month. And then one night, my girlfriend and I went out, and she said some really strange things are happening in this house. Well, like what? She said, there, there are these sounds in the wall. They come from that blue bedroom. And, and I said, what kind of sounds? And she said, if we lived in an apartment building, I would think the guy next door was beating his wife because it sounds like bodies being slammed against the wall. She said, I went to the, the grocery store the, the other day, and when I got back, all the cabinet doors in the kitchen were open, the upper ones. And we had two dogs. There was no way the dogs could have opened these cabinet doors. And, and you know, I was this happening bachelor radio personality, so I had a water bed. It was 1993, right? 
And one day I walked in, and it had been punctured, and the sheet had been pulled back, and it was punctured. And there was a, a pushpin sitting there. And we didn't own any pushpins. And we started finding these pushpins everywhere in the house. One day she said, well, thank you for putting that piece of plywood over the broken basement window. And I was doing 10-hour days at work, and I said, I didn't even know that the window was broken. The landlord said they didn't do it. And there were other things that happened, like slamming doors. I, 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 I worked at a rock and roll station in Knoxville, and the morning man was very popular. And he started talking on the air about the fact that Jeffrey Allen Payne lives in a haunted house. One morning, I get a call from this woman, and she said, I'm a paranormal expert and a psychic. She called it sensitive. And I would like to bring my assistant and I over to your house and take a walk through it. She came in, and the first thing she walked into that blue bedroom where the sounds came from, and she said, oh, a lot of violence happened in here. He used to take her and slam her against the wall. He even took fireplace instruments and hit her with them. And then she went to the basement, and she, she had a gold chain on, and she started twisting it, and she had tears in her eyes, and she said, a lot of horrible things have happened down in this basement. He used to lock the children down here and abuse them. And he would even put plywood over the windows so they couldn't see outside. And she started putting recorders in there, tape, like courtroom tape recorders. You could hear things. We would make sure nobody was there. And we would come back and get the tape recorder and go off-site and have a coffee and listen to the tape. And in one of them, you can clearly hear heavy footsteps come down the stairs. And she had actually counted the stairs, and she said that it was exactly 14 steps. That's how far it is from the upstairs to the downstairs. And you could hear the basement door open, and the dog started barking and growling, and one of them started screaming like it had gotten kicked or something. And we could hear these things on these tapes. We just looked at each other. Uh, one of my best friends was kind of involved, and he wanted to be there for all this. And we all just looked at each other like, this is too coincidental to be a coincidence. And there was one night that was particularly creepy I don't, I don't know, it's intangible, but you could feel it. You could feel that something was there. The two dogs walked up to the fireplace and started growling at something that wasn't there. Then they went up the stairs and we followed them and they were lying on the bed with a seven-year-old girl, like on high alert. They were protecting her from something. And there was another occasion when I, she had, to, she had to go to work really early. So I was lying still in bed and I felt something tap me on the shoulder. I woke up and I took my shower and I was standing in front of my 
my closet, and I know this sounds intangible, perhaps, but you, do you know when it's what it's like when you feel like somebody's watching you? And I just had that feeling, and the two dogs walked in and started growling at something in the corner that wasn't there. It kept escalating, like like every single day. Uh, there'd be doors slamming or something. And the chief engineer at the radio station said, my father is also a paranormal expert, and he's also sensitive. He would like to see your house. So he called me one night, and I'm going to use her first name. Uh, my girlfriend's name was Rebecca. And he said, is there a Becky involved? And I said, well, it's Rebecca. He said, well, apparently he calls her Becky, and he's obsessed with Becky, and he never wants her to leave that house. And we started getting touched a lot, like tapped on the shoulder. We decided, well, you know, maybe we need to find a new place to live. And I know it sounds crazy that you want to move out of a place because it's haunted, but we did. It, it, it went from being a novelty. We laughed about it the first time. When the first time she told me about the body slamming noises, uh, we were sitting on the sofa and we heard what sounded like a, a child, a female child scream. And we thought it was outside and we just giggled because we thought, well, <laughs> isn't that a coincidence? There was, there was one night, and this is almost embarrassing for me to admit, but we had been out, and I was sitting on the sofa, and I turned on the television, and I kind of dozed off. I have no recollection of this, but she said that I, I rose from the sofa. She said, I'm, I'm going to run out and get something at the store, and I just said, you're not going anywhere. And she screamed and ran out to her car and stayed in a motel that night because she said, your eyes were not your eyes. They were a different shape. And they weren't blue, they were dark black. And your voice was not your voice. So I don't know if anybody believes in possession or whatever, but she, she still stands by that claim today. I've, I've talked to her. These things continue to escalate like the, the, the little girl's toys would turn on by themselves. And the first psychic said, you have to be very aware if she starts talking about an imaginary friend. And we were out one night and she mentioned her imaginary friend and we both looked at each other. And I said, well, tell us about your imaginary friend. And she said, her name is Anastasia. And she's like a ghost. She can walk through walls and everything. And that's why I don't get scared when I, the doors slam and stuff, uh, because I know it's my imaginary friend doing it. So we finally decided to move out. I was working like 10-hour days, so she did the, a lot of the grunt work in, in, in moving. And she went to the house and she took a shower. And when she came out of the shower, she says that she felt somebody pinch her on the buttocks. 
and she put her clothes on and she was moving some of her daughter's toys and she felt somebody push her from behind and she fell down and all the, the toys scattered across the, the hallway floor and she stood up and turned around and said, F you, we're done, we're leaving. This is it. You're not going to do this to us. A couple of months later, her daughter was riding with her in the car, and she had been having nightmares. We had parted ways at that point, but we were still in touch. And uh, she said, what are you having nightmares about? And she said, well, I have nightmares about the haunted house. And we had never mentioned to the little girl that the place was, there's something wrong here, right? And she said, uh, why are you having dreams about that? And she said, mommy, those ghosts wanted to kill you. And this is all true. There was another group that came in from ETSU and they claimed that they could see him. And he was standing up in the blue bedroom with greasy black hair and, uh, well, appropriately, uh, what they call a wife beater shirt, you know, those white uh, tank tops. And he was smoking and just watching us. And they claimed that they could see him. We couldn't. Apparently the dogs could. The first psychic paranormal expert, the, the book writer, uh, for, for one thing, she, after she went through the house and told us all these stories, said, oh yeah, we just finished a chapter about a house where there were these little old lady sisters, and they passed away, and the cat would go and sit by the rocking chair at the fireplace, and it would start purring, and the rocking chair started moving on its own. And I said, well, that's great. That's just great. Why can't I get Aunt B? I, I got the Beastmaster living in my basement. And <laughs> she said to me, you know, I've had a vision that uh, there was a 1950s style ambulance outside the house and there were four covered bodies. And then I had another vision of a modern ambulance and there were three covered bodies. And she actually said, you gotta get out of this house. You have to get out of here. You're in danger. And that's pretty crazy, I know. But you could feel it. And, and in fact, uh, one of my best friends, the guy that was sort of semi-involved in all this, we finally moved into a motel until we found a new place. And I know it sounds crazy to move out of a house because there is an evil spirit in the house, but it was real. It was, it was real. I was with him. We went over and I got some clothing for the next day to go to work. And we went down to the basement and he actually said to me, Jeff, I want to get out of here. I can feel it. You could feel it. It was like this overwhelming, oppressive feeling of evil in this house. And it was real. My girlfriend said, I often wonder what happened to the next person that lived in that house. So uh, the first psychic, the author, had a theory that uh, a man had killed himself in his 
wife and two children in this house. And um, the little girl had her friend Anastasia, and she said, uh, my imaginary friend, and she said she lived with the kids that lived here a long time ago. And that would have been one of the children in this house. It uh, left a lasting impression. In fact, my girlfriend Rebecca said that you changed while we were in that house. It was uh, certainly life-changing. And, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I'm skeptical. I used to watch dark shadows and horror films and stuff. But this was real. And you never know. it, It sounds crazy, but I have no doubt that there was something in there. And it was really evil. That is a good story. <laughs> that creeps me out, gives me chills, and I, you know, I don't think I can hear much more of that. that now, just, you you have been working with him and getting this story mm-hmm. put together, so you've heard this over and over for the past several months, haven't you? I have, and I think when it finally, well, I mean, he told me in bits and pieces. I mm-hmm. got the little bit here and a little bit there. Oh, we lived in a haunted house. Okay. When he started to give me the biggest part of this, especially the evil that was there, I was sitting outside my car one day, in the middle of the day, bright sunny day, and I started getting chills like I'm getting right now. I said, okay, I can't listen to this anymore. I'm just sensitive to these things. So, yeah, it's it's a, a crazy story. And it's all true. Mm-hmm. And it all happened in Appalachia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, that's the story of the Beastmaster. And we want to thank Jeffrey Allen Payne for being our guest storyteller this week. Now, if you'd like to subscribe to the Mountain Lore Podcast, you can do so by going to Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any number of other podcast apps. We're on most all of them. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter at My Appalachia. Till next we see you, sweet dreams, podcast listeners. Mm-hmm.